Hello, and welcome back to the Wishing You Well podcast, where we help you navigate your wellness journey each and every week. I'm Amy Albero. And I'm Catherine Manick. We're both licensed therapists. And on Wishing You Well, we talk to you about health and wellness, all of the lovely things and confusing things about health and wellness out there. But we want to simplify it. And today, we are talking about something very special to us. We're going to take a little walk down memory lane and talk about all the self-care that we've had over the course of recording this podcast so far, which has been about a year, a little bit over a year. Yes, there's a lot of self-care that has happened. (laughs) A lot of things we've learned, a lot of things we've done. Um, So I'm really happy and excited to, and like a little nervous slash like cringy, cringing about like, what we're going to unpack here, but I'm excited overall. <laughs> what we're going to uncover. And <laughs> but we can't do an episode talking about self-care without us checking in about self-care. Living, living, and well-life. We feel it. Take care, Take care of, ourselves. of ourselves. So what is your self-care looking like today, this week? Okay. So it's a little, a little different today. Even though we, so this isn't our last episode of Wishing You Well for the Year, but it's our last recording of the year because you know, I know, maybe some listeners who have been paying attention know that I am going on maternity leave in just a minute. (laughs) (laughs) My self-care, it's two things. One is that like this week leading up to my leave, I have felt really well I felt like really into like squeezing a lot of things in but like when I reworked that and was like okay I want to squeeze things in but also rest how do I do both then like I found myself really wanting to cook and bake so like Mm -hmm. I've been doing that on my rest time and it goes with this other second part of self-care but I'll just say that I it's, this is a perfect time of year. I'm so glad I'm having a child at this time of year because, well, a little bit, because now I'm like, oh, wait, now I want to keep doing this. But like, I'm going to be busy. Um, so, but I'm glad it's been cool enough already where I'm like, oh, I feel all the fall recipes and like, I want to make these things. So I like made a lot of food um, and that's been really nice and nourishing and easy and creative and just like fun. And then on the flip side, my self-care preparation has been kind of like getting ready to outsource my self-care because I don't know what I'm doing as a new mom. And I don't know what that is going to entail other than my time and my exhaustion. And I'm not going to have time for anything else. So I read this book about like nourishing the new mother it's called the first 40 days so it had all these recipes but it also had all these things about like how to care for yourself but also how to like ask for care and like get care while you are literally just stuck to your newborn so i've asked my mom i've asked my mother-in-law to cook things for me and like get these things ready for me and of course they were just like yeah, obviously I'll do that. Like, what else can I do? Um, 
I've asked for my mom to come and spend a lot of time here for one of the weeks. And then when she leaves, then my mother-in-law come and do it. So I'm, I'm prepping to not know how to care for mm-hmm. me and somebody else. Mm-hmm. So I'm asking somebody else to care for me <laughs> in a nutshell. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I was thinking what a time capsule this podcast is in a lot of ways for you. <laughs> I mean, for both of us, but specifically for you, because it really, I mean, we've been recording throughout your entire pregnancy and I was just been as, as I was kind of like listening back to the, the clips that we're going to talk about, I was like trying to pinpoint like when, when your pregnancy started and how that impacted your self-care. And so it's like cool from like where I'm sitting to kind of hear your process through how your self-care has changed not just this year, but especially as you have gone through such a tremendous physical and life tra- uh, transition and change. Um, and so it's it's so like, I don't know, just cool. That's the only word that comes to mind to just hear where your self-care is at, like in this moment while you are days away from... <laughs> Maybe hours. Maybe hours um, away from, you know, giving birth. So anyway, so that that was just like so present in my mind. But um, I love how you are kind of leaning into this idea of I don't know what I don't know yet. I don't know how I'm necessarily going to feel. I don't know what my energy level is going to be. I don't know what my baby is going to demand of me. And so like, let me kind of plan for the unknown and call in reinforcements, also call in people who maybe do know, you know, the other mothers in your life too, um, that, that can pitch in too. That's, that's awesome. Thanks. Thanks. So this cooking and this cooking and baking you're doing, is that for you now, for you later, for both? It's a little both. Mm -hmm. The other day it was, well, it was like a little for me and it was a little for my husband. I made his favorite cookies and I was like, I don't know where you're going to get these from. <laughs> so I'll give them to you now. Last night I made soup and that was like for last night, but also something that to freeze and have later on. And today I made cornbread mm. and that was for today. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a little mix. Nice. So we'll see what's next, but. Mm-hmm. Mostly it, it, it'll just be like preparation things mm-hmm. if I, mean, I have any more time. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I feel inclined to ask, like, as you're in like the tail end of your pregnancy, like how, like, how is this hitting you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Loaded question. I, I honestly, I like, I just feel like physically for mostly like during the day, I feel really good. And at night, I feel like, oh, my stomach feels like gigantic and like heavy. <laughs> and I feel everything. I feel everything stretching. So like that part makes makes it hit me a little more of like the reality of it. And I know I talked a while ago about like the gentle birth app that I've been using and I've still been using it. And I really like it really worked to take the fear out of everything mm-hmm. out. And so now I'm just like really excited and I'm, I just want to meet my baby. Yeah. Oh, that's so, I'm, I feel so excited for you and also excited to learn about like what this next chapter of life 
looks like and what self-care looks like for you at that future point. Yeah. Next recording, it'll look different. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, for sure. Yeah. But how about you? How are you? How's your self-care? Um, I am, as I've been sharing on this podcast for many, many, many months, maybe even a year at this point, I've like been going through these ups and downs with just my body and how I've been feeling physically. And I've like had some sort of turning point of feeling a little bit, a lot more actually like myself. And I, it has given me a greater sense of, I think, gratitude for like what I can do, like what my body can do. Like, I think I didn't, I didn't realize how much I was missing myself. I don't know if that sounds, um, if that makes sense. And so like just having this perspective of, gosh, like things feel so, like I feel so energized. I feel so happy. I feel so productive. I, you know, all of that stuff, like it, it just shed light on the absence of, of those things in my life for like, which are pretty freaking huge and fundamental to well-being to feel happy and energized and healthy. And, um, and so it just like, um, has really like encouraged me to lean into a, a lot more of a gratitude practice around just feeling okay, like feeling like myself. So that's, that's been like the biggest element of what my self-care has looked like lately is just gratitude and appreciation for my body and on a very small like more micro um like appetizer sized self-care i have been i've also been talking about my coffee journey i feel like sort of recently and so i've been making i have like a keurig which okay don't come at me for that but i do um and that's what i'm using for my coffee for now and um and it has a like a frother attached to it. And so I've been using that more, like feels like a good season for some nice like lattes or cappuccinos. So I've been making at home lattes and it's like made my morning. It feels special and yeah, it's kind of like enhanced my morning routine, which like has has been a really nice way to start the day. It like made it so fancy. I know. It a feels like an experience. <laughs> But the first, the first part of, of your self-care that I just want to mention and kind of similar to how you threw this at me that like when I was going through and finding the clips for today's episode and, and listening back, there were so many weeks, Amy, I don't know if you realize this too, but so many weeks where you were like, my self-care has sucked recently. Mm-hmm. Like I have this going on and this going on. And like, I can't I can't get a grip on it mm-hmm. and I heard you say that at like so many times but it didn't really hit me like to the magnitude or the, the magnitude of it didn't really hit me until I'm like listening to 50 plus episodes worth of you saying this and I was like oh my gosh this has yeah. really been going on for so long yeah yeah I know I know and and I it like and that's it's kind of it's validating to hear because you know when whenever anyone's kind of like going through something like you you're in it so much and so like you don't even realize how long it's been the impact it's had because you just like it's just your life and that's just you're just kind of going through it 
but yeah, it's been, it's been a really hard year. And again, I don't, I don't think I let myself realize or, or sit with how much I was really struggling until again, I've had this experience on the, on like, I don't even want to say the other side of it. Um, but like on this alternate side of it where I'm feeling much better and it's like, holy shit, this has been really tough. And, um, and so many parts of my life, my well-being, my self-care have really been impacted. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's been a struggle. I really hope that this sticks, this this little like (laughs) moment you're in is a moment that's going to last and figure out what's contributing to it. Yeah. So that you can crank it out. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely giving me some like ideas for future episodes that we can, we can do around like, um, disenfranchised grief or just around, um, like dealing with, I don't know whether it's like an autoimmune issue or a chronic illness. I'm not even sure. And I think, and I, I think, I guess I feel the need to like say like, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing quote unquote wrong with me. I'm not like battling a significant diagnosis that I'm aware of. Um, and that almost makes it more challenging. And so I feel like there's something there that I know I'm not alone in this experience of like feeling off, going through all the rigmarole and tests and, and whatnot. Not having answers. Um, and not having answers. And that is, it's so unsettling. And so there's, there's probably more that we could discuss there with an actual expert in the future. So perhaps stay tuned. <laughs> yes, definitely. That would be great. And if you're an expert listening, yeah. let us know. Let us know. We have time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're available in January, <laughs> we'd love to have you on. <laughs> okay. So we're doing this. We're taking a look back at self-care, like like we were saying at the beginning, thinking about what we learned, what insights we've gained, noticing some trends that might have come up from self-care, um, what we might have learned also from our, the amazing guests we've had. Like there's so much to unpack. So we're going to share some clips and then we'll discuss kind of like why we chose that and what, what we, what stuck out to us about that. And then move on to some more. So we have a lot of categories to get to. Let's do it. Okay. All right. I have all my apps turned off from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. And it's been amazing so far. So I'm going to continue with that. Mm. I've been trying to just kind of like be a, be a lot more present and be a lot more like notice a lot more. And so as an appetizer, I guess th- that's been showing up in appetizery ways. And so even on my way to work this morning, it was like 7 a.m. And um, I watched the sunrise like on my drive here. And I like had turned my, like I was listening to a podcast. I turned it off. I just kind of like paid attention to the sky and the colors in the sky. And I literally like noticed my eyes like pricking up with tears because it was so beautiful. And I just felt like, again, so grateful to just see it. These clips were, were taken out um, and there were so many more where you and I were talking about how our self-care was like lagging in the department of being present. Mm-hmm. So we had a few different things that we were trying to do, trying to implement around that to be more present. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did that stick for you? <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> no, I mean, it's like, I'm trying. I think presence is probably the one one, I mean, I guess by the time this we finish th- this episode, I, I guess I'll, I'll decide on which one I really struggle with. But I, I think presence is the one that I continue to really struggle with. I feel like I am, am always like in my head or I'm like multitasking or I don't know. I don't want to be present. <laughs> I just like want to like be distracted. Um, and so... I'm still still working on this. I want to like listening to myself say I turned a podcast off and looked at the sky and like, yeah, Amy, do that. That sounds great. Just do it. Um, And it seems so simple. And yet. So difficult. Yeah, I know. I I would totally agree. I feel like I that this is one that I struggle with too. And I think like, yeah, I kept trying to like implement something and I keep trying to I kept not kept this is an ongoing thing. I keep trying to do something to pull me in, pull me in, pull me in. And it, it is so hard. If you're not consistent with it too, it just makes it so much harder. Mm-hmm. So going to return back to this one another time. Yeah, I know we can add it. Like perhaps we need to think about like some self-care goals um, as a result of what we, what we discover here today. But presence is, is definitely something that I feel like I'm always chasing. Yeah. Next up, probably a meal, like literally a meal. (laughs) I haven't really eaten today, so I feel like I'm going to go home and have like a home-cooked meal. And that that's probably... I'm getting my sandwich tomorrow and I'm so excited. We So the viral Rachel Kirkconnell, which is a a Bachelor crossover um, to this podcast. The It's like cucumbers, mini bell peppers... Um, chili oil, ginger dressing, and everything but the bagel seasoning. Ooh, I would say that today when I completely finish for the day, number one, I will not be cooking. So that is, <laughs> that's a little bit of self-care, but maybe a glass of wine with dinner or something, which is like a little different. I usually don't have during the week. Uh. Okay, so food is such a a source of self care. Uh, that was those were such fun clips to listen to, featuring Elise McCandless, who talked to us about intentional living, and Carly King, who's talked to us about premarital counseling and infidelity. Catherine, your sandwich was so <laughs> important to your pregnancy. It was, and like I. I also want to say that there were so many other clips where you and I mentioned food, you, me, or a guest. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was sparked because when we first started talking about self-care and like we we made up the whole menu idea. So maybe we just had food on the brain because we're literally thinking of like, what would I order? Mm-hmm. But it happened a lot. And I I don't think that that is unique to you, me, or, you know, these two guests here that food plays such a huge role in our lives, obviously, but like in how we nourish ourselves and how we enjoy ourselves. Like, like Carly was saying, she's going to maybe enjoy a glass of wine tonight. Or like Elise was like, I'm going to have a real meal. Mm -hmm. And obviously I was like pumped about the sandwich and you couldn't stop making this salad over and over and over. Obsessed. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, and I, I think you're right. Like the, the nourishment we get from food isn't, isn't only like from, from what we're consuming, but like the, all the other aspects that come with, with a, a meal or even like e- eating a meal is still something that I am working on. Like in, in terms of like consistently throughout the day or making sure coming back to being present again, that I'm present while eating my meals and don't just like eat. And I didn't even realize that I finished kind of thing. And so, yeah, this, that was, that was cool to listen to. And yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's not surprised. Like we get so much, so much from, from food in so many ways and, and our relationships to food definitely directly impact our well-being. Also, what could have been incorporated here are all of the times that you said and raised your water bottle and we're like, I'm also going to be drinking water. Make sure that I do. I'm going to drink some right now. <laughs> yeah, let's take a sip. It's just a huge part of our life that I like that we were calling attention to it. I like that we were making it more of a thing than, yeah, than like you said, than just the the mindlessness that it can be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. What we consume on all levels is so important. Yeah. Next. Next. So we had, a, you and I had a scheduling thing come up and there's an opportunity for us to do something post my typical work hours next week. And my usual me would say like, yeah, screw it. Let's say, let's say yes and do it. But I really took a minute and I had said to you, like, I really need to think about future Amy here and like what she's going to feel like and what she's going to like need and how available like mentally and emotionally she's going to be. And I need to like, let me get back to you. And that felt like a big self-care and an epiphany that like, I don't know, this visual of, of like, there are faucets in my life and there are drains and I'm giving so much energy to the drains in my life and not enough energy to the faucets. And so I just like realigned my priorities essentially and and just have been like pouring into the things that pour back into me. Those those were some that I were really memorable for me. I I loved when you were talking about faucets and drains. I feel like we could have a whole episode on that. Mm-hmm. epiphany discovery or what I mean what you were trying to say in in these self-care check-ins were how how much you started to draw attention to yourself and what you need mm-hmm. as opposed right. to just whatever yes right right and like the the thinking of future me has like been almost I'd say almost a daily practice like having that frame of mind has really helped me create so much more intentionality. Like I say yes out of habit, like, or I just do things out of habit. We've, I mean, how many freaking times on this podcast have I talked about the fact that I'm a people pleaser, (laughs) like, and that like robs me of my intentionality. And so like, if I'm able to think about myself like tomorrow or even later this afternoon, that really helps me be a lot more aligned and intentional in what I'm actually doing and saying yes to and opting into. That's probably one of my biggest self-care learnings of this year has been about how to like let me be in my life 
in alongside everything else. Yeah. I feel like you could write a whole thesis on <laughs> a whole book on pulling yourself in and giving yourself to you mm-hmm. and not to all these other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 And that, then the faucets and drains analogy too is again, where do we spend our energy? Like I, I think so much of also intentionality and in that we've talked about with our guests that we've talked about together is this like reflective piece of self-care too. And in, in trying to think about like, is, is what we're doing helpful to us? Like, is it getting our needs met? Are the people that we surround ourselves with actually contributing to our well-being? And so I think that like has to go along with intentionality. I mean, that was, I talk about thesis. I think that was the thesis of what living a well life is or includes is like reflection and self-awareness. <laughs> What's next? A workout hiatus recently. And I got back into working out this week, a few different ways, did some, some sculpt Pilates and did some strength training. And it was so great. It was just three days. I am going to start incorporating some more things to get me more flexible. I, I do go to yoga, but like pretty infrequently. So maybe this is just more stretches, but like she was even just talking about like skipping an extra step when I'm going up the stairs and as mm. like a simple thing, which I kind of do a lot, but like now I'm like really going to do. <laughs> in, in Miami this weekend and do a bunch of uh, yoga classes and maybe some Pilates and things like that in the area and just, you know, hope to connect with people and studios and teachers and things like that. So I'm looking forward to that. I haven't done yoga in a long time. So, you know, just going to have <laughs> modest expectations for myself and just use it as an opportunity to connect like with myself, with other people, with the community. So I'm excited. I feel like you were on a yoga journey this year. I was, I really was. And the, I'll say was because I really found a place that I really like going. Haven't been in a bit because I can't really do that right now. But Well, not that kind anyway, because it's an hour and a half. And like, I don't have that on me. But yeah, I really was. I was trying to find the right class, the right space, but honestly, like less movement related yoga and just more of like the spiritual aspect. And, and I really feel like I got that. So like, are we, are we going to give each other points here? Like, I'm going to give myself points. <laughs> yeah. I also think like not mentioned here, but really worth bringing up around movement is how many times you talked about, how many times I talked about getting out for a walk mm-hmm. and just moving our bodies and how important that is in any which way that we could, whether it's in the morning when we when we could squeeze it in or like in the afternoon, I know you took an afternoon walk today, that like that is so crucial to how you and I both function as humans. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is something like, yeah, we do relate so um, strongly to one another in is like just the the value and importance of movement in in whatever way. And um and it's been, it's so wild. Like, again, as I said at the top of the pod, like, I haven't really been able to live my life in a way that like feels authentic to me in a really long time. And I've been um, moving my body like I used to. And it's like such a drastic impact on my mental health, like immediate, 
almost like all the switch gets turned on and and how how much it it has such a positive impact but yeah being able to but also kind of like going through this journey and i imagine for you too like through pregnancy and different like try your different trimesters and how your body was feeling or how you were how you were feeling in general like we've also had to be creative about movement and and uh we dealt with seasons and all of that stuff like trying to figure out how to um still have this thing that is so meaningful to our well-being and be flexible about what it looks like yeah it changed it changed so much it changed so much for the both of us for different reasons mm-hmm. and i know in that first clip i hadn't said anything yet but the reason that i took this hiatus was because i felt like absolute crap and couldn't. And that was really hard for me. That was really hard to adjust to not moving the way that I like, um, whether that's, you know, working out six days a week or just, yeah, literally just getting out for a walk. Mm -hmm. And then what's funny is I took a walk this morning and I used to take like three laps around this street right next to my house because three laps and then back was a mile. And that I don't, I can't do a mile right now. And so I just did one lap. And on this one lap, I ran into a neighbor and she was like, she was like, Oh my gosh, I hadn't seen you out here in a while. And so I thought that maybe you had given birth already. And I was like, Nope, I just, I can't. (laughs) And so I feel like my movement relationship also has Mm -hmm. just changed. So with like, and there's so much more grace in it now. And that like, I'm so much more accepting of like listening to my body and letting it do what it can do and being okay Mm -hmm. with that, Mm -hmm. which was never the case. Yeah. No, I love that you said that, like redefining movements, meaning almost, or like what, what counts as movement. Um, and, and also shifts in expectations for like what movement can include, um, or, or how much it can be, uh, depending on like how I guess we're both feeling that that for me was like a, a really pivotal thing throughout this year the the giving giving of grace to y- yourself was also like very r- really resonated as it relates to movement yeah well I, I remember in our self-compassion episode you talked about how you weren't sure if giving up your morning workout was too much grace or if it was okay like mm-hmm. you it was it was such a battle you were having with yourself Mm-hmm. And you didn't even think like, oh wait, I could just do it at a different time. Maybe it doesn't have to be so <laughs> no or flexibility at <laughs> all. <laughs> yeah. it can be adjustable here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more movement in the future. Oh yes, always. I was like, this is so fun. I have not played a game in so long, and love Scrabble. First of all, a couple weeks ago got my butt kicked in it and it was super unfair because I only got a ton of vowels. So that was in my defense, by the way, Amy knows how competitive I am. <laughs> I want to really that must've been really hard for you. <laughs> really hard. Um, needless to say, I came back the next week and blew them all out of the water. So <laughs> anyway, my dessert was, <laughs> my mother-in-law had an extra scrabble board and so i took it home with me and now i'm gonna play sometime this weekend i love that that's so fun (laughs) yeah i'm really excited i don't know if it's considered an an appetizer or like maybe maybe a snack 
But one that I've been trying to do every day, and I've been pretty consistent with it, uh, that some people will probably laugh at and others might relate. But I am a person who loves doing Wordle. I really, I like any sort of brain game or like little, you know, things that kind of get you thinking. Uh, so I am going to continue my Wordle streak and try. If I get it today, I think I'll be at 80 days in a row. That's my longest streak ever. So I'm super excited about it. Uh, one is that I haven't had a um, dance lesson in a while just due to schedule and, and things like that. But I am back to a regularly scheduled Saturday dance lesson. Um, what what dance are you doing this weekend? Oh, well, my instructor is like really wanting to keep us on our toes. This is something I do with my husband. Literally on your toes? Literally on <laughs> our toes. Um, and so like, we don't know, like we'll come in and he'll put music on and he'll say like, all right, show, show me what you got. And, um, and it's been really cool to like. All right. So at my heart, I'm still a, a, a middle America, small town kid. And the only thing to do in middle America, small town is bowling. Um, and my wife does not like bowling all that much. And so we almost never go. But uh, my parents are actually coming into town, uh, into the city, whatever, this weekend. And we're actually going to go bowling. This will be the first time I get to go bowling in uh, maybe like two or three years. So I'm actually really kind of looking forward to that. I, of course, am going to win. So I think we like to play games because we <laughs> like to win, all of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actual moral of the story. Um, so we had you talking about Scrabble, which was so, what well, we talk about nostalgia. Yes. Um, Carly talking about um, her Wordle. Chris, our um, CFO, who talked to us about a bunch of things regarding financial wellness, talking about bowling. And I was sharing um, dancing as a form of self-care. So yeah, play and like playfulness is such a big part of self-care. And, and we had so much fun talking about it when we did. Yeah, there was a ton of laughter. There was a ton like... We're not only having so much fun playing, but mm-hmm. having fun talking about playing. It's just mm-hmm. like such a fun, funny concept. Mm-hmm. So just like to to rehash the fun, like even just like you can tell through Carly's, the way Carly's talking about Wordle, like how proud she is about, about her streak of 86 days. Like who knows what she's up to now. And you got this annoying girl over here talking about Scrabble. Like <laughs> she's pumped. <laughs> Uh, yeah I um and I think yeah I'm still dancing so I'm still doing that regularly I can now tell you that the dances that we're working on are bachata and we're doing west coast swing um two very different very different dances um but it is like with play I know we've talked about this on on the podcast before whenever we've introduced play but it does like it helps us engage in like joyfulness and also like we get so fully immersed in the moment and and going back to the first clips around presence like play is a really great way to practice being present so um the two go hand in hand yeah it's a great way to practice being present it's a great way to relax Mm -hmm. And 
channel this part of you that doesn't doesn't get to doesn't get to be with you all the time as an adult. I'm looking forward to playing with my kid. Yeah. Oh gosh, it will <laughs> bring a whole new meaning to letting her win, I guess. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, oh, speaking of play, this is this is a funny aside. So my husband has decided that he doesn't want to allow our kids to ever beat him in a race. Mm. So what he wants to initiate and kids, like we have not one yet, but one coming up starting at their like fifth birthday. He wants to race. Well, I'll say her for now. He wants to race her and he wants to make sure he beats them. And every single time. And then once they do beat him, then they can like win a prize, you know, however old that they get you know, they're going to be like 30 or 40 or something by the time that happens. But it's some playful thing that he, that he has in mind. Well, I mean, I'm thinking about when when your husband, Brett, joined us on, on the podcast and he was talking about how his goal is to be like a badass 80-year-old. Know, <laughs> and like, this is one way <laughs> for him to get there. Um, it sounds like it's like a good miles like goal um to try to achieve just keep beating your kid who's you know 20 some odd years younger than you yep <laughs> keep playing keep playing all right next up i'm really trying to to listen to myself a lot more and again i i had to cancel a bunch of things this morning and and kind of i'm just letting letting that be like it is what it is everything can be made up at a different time and um and like nothing's more important than my health i just need to like remember that that like nothing matters without my health or like nothing really can go on or go well without my health so oh this is i mean this is a three-course meal and i i mean you probably know i'm probably going to steal Catherine's actually from, from what it's going to be but uh we're going on a trip to aruba and i have so much anxiety around taking time off from my business and my practice. But once I get on that plane, it's just going to be recharge time and the ocean and water just do like absolutely incredible things to my mind. Mm -hmm. So hopefully I come back a little bit more relaxed, a little bit tanner. And <laughs> I think my patients will probably benefit the most from this time off. So I'm excited mm -hmm. for that. Okay. So two very different clips, mm -hmm. but both kind of saying similar things mm -hmm. around resetting, changing things up mm -hmm. and kind of like needing this pivot. Right. To like recharge in a way. I mean, to yeah. use that was, that was Brett who, who joined us um, to talk about rehab, rehabbing really. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I, I was talking about kind of dealing with sickness and yeah, Brett had said, like re recharging. And that really resonated with me as he was sharing that. Cause I think that's kind of what I was also saying too, is rather than like push through um, to like actually just pause and recollect myself and recuperate and all of the re's um, like re revive, recharge, reset, all of it in order to be able to do what we need to do. And that's kind of what Brett was saying too, like, you know, for his, job for his patients for his life like the the need to reset recharge was really there yeah and i mean i love how 
you, I mean, he said, he said it around work, but you just said it like, I'm, I'm nothing without my health. Mm-hmm. And that just went, like took me aback when, when you said it in the actual podcast, but then when I was re-listening to it um, before today, and then just now it's just like, that reminder is such, such an important one. Um, but it's one that we don't think about and often enough, um, that we have to take care of ourselves in this way. And so pulling, pulling attention, putting our attention on that to reset can, can do wonders. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. I think we have this idea that like, if we stop, then we won't be able to start again. Like there, there is this total misconception around rest and, and again, like resetting, recharging, and we need it. Like in order for us to keep going, we need to stop. Like it isn't like, like the, the law of physics or the law of motion, like a body at rest or a body at motion stays at motion. Like, uh, no, it doesn't not, not forever. Um, so (laughs) we do need to build in those, um, spaces and places where we can unplug and reset, recharge. Right. This weekend for the first time in a while, I'm actually going away. Um, Where are you going? We're going up to Stowe to go skiing and they're fine. They're getting so much snow. So I'm so excited for that. Um, Finally. Love love a good ski trip. I know. I feel like this winter has just been coasting, but going to get in some ski, just some relaxation for, you know, a long weekend. So I'm excited about that. I'm going to give myself that and kind of just take time to enjoy the beautiful mountains and, you know, winter experience while we still have it. (laughs) I am recently back from Miami and what I notice about my self-care and my boundaries between work and my life is that when I'm in Miami, I am like a self-care queen. I I like really do such a good job of of taking a switch up in self-care. And I know in our in our last episode, you kind of talked about that a little bit in like just in in being pregnant, like your self-care has kind of had to shift and change. And we were kind of talking about that. Like it's so it's time we have to reassess self-care based on our needs. And we can also reassess self-care based on the season. Like spring self-care looks totally different than winter self-care. So fine with an appetizer. I think a, about a week ago, I would have said I need a three course meal. I need a break from some parts of life. But yeah, today I'm feeling pretty good. I just need you know, like a little nap here and there. And then that's all. Today I did get a massage. You know, I'm I'm currently breastfeeding. So postural wise, I'm slouched over while I'm breastfeeding. And so getting some type of body work, whether it's chiropractic care or a massage is really important to me. And uh, so a, a huge part of my self-care is getting some daily walks in and, and getting, getting myself outside. Um, but to be honest, I really don't want to go outside, especially if the um, if it's super, super hot and it's the only time I can walk is in the middle of the day, then um, I'm not going to do it. Right. So we had a lot of seasonal self-care. And what I appreciated about this view of season is that you we had seasons as in winter and 
spring and summer, but we also had seasons like seasons of life. Uh, you know, we heard you and we heard Michelle Schwartz, um, who were both pregnant at the time of recording, kind of talk about how self-care changed during that season of life. Right. And Dr. Andrea Orvieto, oh, yes. when she came on and talked about um, acupuncture and uh, fertility, uh, and she talked about her, like what she's able to do with breastfeeding and how she nurtures herself then chiropractic care and body work. Yeah, right. And I think that's also been such a big learning for me. Um, and and like, it's one of those things where like, intellectually, I know it's something we've talked about, you and I have talked about in Revive, like content creation for actual years around like seasonal self-care and what, you know, this is winter self-care, this is summer self-care, but I don't think I actually was like practicing what we were talking about. And I didn't, I didn't really realize how much my self-care shifted or self-care actually shifts from season to season, from month to month until we started talking about it every week. So in this clip too, when you talked about going to Miami, where obviously the weather's very different, what you find yourself doing there Mm -hmm. compared to when it's cold and dreary up here, how, like it's crazy how impactful that is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, which is a great reminder. I mean, time of um release of this episode, we're like in the winter season. We're in that kind of like darker, gloomy season. And and so it's a really good time to reevaluate your your self-care. Um I it's I know you said um on this clip that it's really, really hot to walk. And I remember you had gotten a walking pad after it must've been after that clip, right? No, I actually think that like, uh, if the that clip was more recent, recent, then I said that I would, I was going to walk inside with my walking pad in the air conditioning. Oh. oh yeah. 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 And so you were, you know, we heard you say multiple times during this podcast, just today walks <laughs> are so meaningful for you. So finding a way to like maintain movement, even in winter and in, in like, high temps. But yeah, this is a really good, really good time to reevaluate self-care. Right, right. Think of it. It's a good time to reevaluate and a good time to think about how you might have already adjusted. Um, like, like you said, this time of year, it's really dreary, but like, it's also around the holidays. So mm-hmm. maybe a lot of your self-care is very like holiday oriented. But then when those end, like come January, come February, where it's really those the thick of those seasonal affective disorder months, that's like, it is good to prep for those, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. prep for all that time. That's going to be dark and, and cold. And unless you're going down to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> it's my self-care plan. Yeah. <laughs> Just fix it with where you go. But if you can't, like if you're, if you're stuck where you are, there, there are still things that you can do and st- things that you probably already adjust to. Um, like I already mentioned today, I'm loving that it's cooler out so I can mm-hmm. cook these like, like fall type meals with Brussels sprouts and, you know, potatoes and things like that. Like what's going to make sense for you yeah. with that change of season? Right. Right. But I think, I think that is such a good perspective, even about self-care, particularly like as it relates to the season is like, instead of thinking about all the things you can't do now because it's winter, like what are the things you can do? Like 
Is it like hot cocoa? Like, is it, I don't know, going ice skating? Is it just like cozying up under a blanket with a book? Like, what are the things that you really can do and revel in right now that it's winter? Yeah. And then if it's not literal seasons, like we said, like if it's season of life, like if you, like you have like been going through this journey of trying to figure out what's going on with your body and, and how, and trying to heal yourself, like if that's the season that you're in, you know, what, what can you do to care for yourself during that time? You know, if, if you're going through a season of loss or you're going through a season of maybe you're planning something huge, like, like a wedding or something like that, or maybe you are looking for a job. Like there are things that you can be doing to make an impact health-wise through your self-care, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even through all of those kinds of seasons. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to announce what this next one is because I think you and I have something to say here that, you know, sometimes <laughs> we fell short and we wanted to, we wanted to come to each other and come to this podcast and be honest with that, with ourselves um, and with each other about that. So these are our self-care confessions. In speaking of being accountable, I like feel like I'm coming to confession. Um, but the when we when we met last on our last episode, I had been saying to you and Jess, our guest, that um, my self care has like been slacking, and I had been sick and had been really aware that I had been on the verge of sickness for like a while. Yada yada. Vow to take better care of myself. <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. And um, I got sick again. Maybe I'm like struggling and I'm not thinking about it enough Mm -hmm. um, to help myself. Mm -hmm. Like maybe I'm just kind of blanketing it with like, yeah, it's just like not been like great. And that's just how it's going to stay. And I haven't quite figured out like, well, where do I want to actually dig in there to like figure out what I need? Uh, Here today to confess that when we were recording, when I was in Miami, I had shared that my plan was to run and I did not, I did no such thing. I did not run. So sad. It was very sad. And I was, I was. And then, you know what? I think I created, I like made it too much of a thing where it almost like became more pressure. And so I felt like it was like becoming more stressful and so like avoiding it. So I didn't do it. So it wasn't self-care anymore. Yeah, exactly. It did not feel like self-care anymore. And I will be transparent in that be with the hustle and bustle of the holidays. I've actually fallen off my self-care a little bit. So this is going to hold me accountable. Um, I don't know if it would be like an appetizer or a main course, but I'm going to identify it as a main course because of its level of importance for me is doing two Peloton rides between now and Christmas day. Are we forgiven? (laughs) (laughs) We are atoned for our self-care sins. You know, we go into our self-care planning with the best of intentions But, you know, sometimes life happens or, you know, our body doesn't agree or cooperate or, you know, you just don't feel like it. Or in my case, you make everything a freaking competition that you need to be perfect at. And so you just 
can't. <laughs> but the accountability piece, like, has been so meaningful. Like knowing that we're going to talk about self-care every week has has me a think about what my self-care has been and what it can be or should be or needs to be has been really meaningful because I know I need to like report to you in some way. <laughs> I need to hand in my homework. You need to give me a grade and it better be an A. <laughs> We didn't deserve A's when we confessed. Maybe we did not, but we were honest. No, and I, I think that's a huge part of it is being honest with yourself. Getting, you know, we can have all these dreams of of what we want our self care to look like, and like you said, life can get in the way. And sometimes we can beat ourselves up over that, or sometimes we can just be like, yeah, didn't didn't freaking happen whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not like you didn't do anything or it's not like you can't make up for it and you can't put something else into practice that's more realistic or Mm -hmm. more tangible. Like we talk about tangible self-care all the time. I guarantee you that every time we confessed, we were still taking sips of water and still getting some sort of movement in or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But more often than not, it's the things that we don't do that stick out to us on the long list of to-do lists, on the long to-do list that we have, mm-hmm. things that we want to get done. Yeah. Those just eat at us. And so instead of letting it eat us inside, we can rest. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I think it's, as you just said, like self-care isn't perfect. It's not meant to be perfect. And I think that was something that we really also in doing a self-care check-in every week, we wanted to shed light on that self-care changes. It's not always perfect. It's not always huge. Sometimes it is bite-sized. But as you're also saying, like self-care isn't all or nothing. And you're right that even though we didn't, you know, I didn't run or, you know, whatever that we're, it doesn't mean that we didn't do anything. Like you said, like, we don't need to discount or trivialize or minimize all of the little baby things that we do for ourselves every day. Those those matter too. They they add up. Like kind of going back to everything that I talked about today of just acknowledging my own personal triumphs through my own personal health journey um, and recognizing all of the like positive steps that I've taken throughout this whole process. Um and really continuing on of all the things that I do for myself that make me feel good. And that make me feel like, you know, I'm, I'm prioritizing my own self and my own healing. So I'd say that would be the overall three course meal for myself. I love that. Me too. That's definitely a three course meal. So I think I took from the menu and instead of like eating it, I threw it away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Say more. <laughs> um, so recent on our most recent recording, before this one, I said that I was going to repot one of my plants. I've been wondering. It didn't happen. Maybe it wasn't self-care. I, I you know, when you were describing it, it didn't sound very self-care like to me. Laughter so much. And and like whether it was um like a, having a big, I just had right before we started recording, I had like such a big laugh with one of our colleagues. And like I'm 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 noticing laughter so much more and like that's feeling like self-care to me to like share joy with people. Um, And so 
I, it sounds, it's like, it feels like a treat, but it feels like also like pretty sustaining. So I guess my self-care is that I'm paying attention to like moments of joy. Uh, Similar to you, I have a lot of family birthdays this month. So I've just been spending a lot of time with family and it's just been great with both, both like in-laws and, and my family. I did, I did something very outside of my comfort zone last week in that I, I was a keynote speaker out of like to a crowd of like 150 people. And I really just want to sit in like, that was awesome. Like, I feel good. I like, that was great. And so I'm like trying to like, just sit in the feeling proud of myself for that. And like, not always my biggest, biggest thing is sleep. I don't know what category that falls into, mm-hmm. but that might be like my main course. I'm so glad the plant made it <laughs> to, to this episode. That felt like a four-week journey. I know, it really was. And it was worth bringing up because it was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just ridiculous. Uh, yeah, sometimes like self-care can nag at us and sometimes what we think might be self-care just actually isn't and I know we talked about that like in the self-care confession portion but but yeah I mean this it was interesting listening to those clips and the kind of like variety of of different things that people and we like also included as self-care whether it was laughter whether it was again this idea around repotting a plant um, if it was kind of reflecting on or being grateful for, um, that was Elizabeth DiGenato, our holistic dietitian, sharing about that, but but reflecting on her journey um, and feeling grateful for where she is. We heard Jack Gladstone talk about the value of sleep, which if you listen to our episode with Dr. Sarah Silverman, you all know how important sleep is. Um, so I was glad to hear some self-care, including sleep there. Yeah, that was cool. I also love the self-care, like self-care be- just being represented represented in a mindset that when you just said that you're proud of yourself for being this keynote speaker, the self-care was like it is as simple as acknowledging that huge thing that mm-hmm. you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what we didn't pull clips of that I feel like since we're in this miscellaneous section, we should just mention real quick, you know, because of the fact that we're therapists, um, therapy was something that we talked about as, (laughs) as, um, a self-care item that we, you know, dabbled with. I more than dabbled. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. No, that is certainly Mm self-care, self-care that you and I both, both participate in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that didn't make the cut, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, and, and I guess like that last clip and even that there's so many more, like there's so many more and we had, you know, 60 some odd episodes to comb through, but I mean, there are so many aspects of self-care. I, again, just like off the top of my head, in addition to what we've talked about today, yeah, therapy or just like engaging with another healthcare practitioner. And whether, again, I'm thinking about Brett's episode or thinking about Elizabeth or thinking about 
Carly um, just kind of gar- gathering a team um, to kind of help support you in your well-being. That was such a theme. Gratitude was a theme that came through. And um, and I, I think in some ways, like that's reflected through a lot of what we talked about or that in the clips that we that we shared. But I, I guess like the the main takeaway is like self-care can really be anything that that is nurturing to you or that that is supportive to you. And, and it can look like playing a game of Scrabble. It can look like taking a sip of water. It can look like getting outside for fresh air or going for a walk, no matter how long it is. Like it, it really can look so different. And it changes so much over time, day to day, mm-hmm. from morning to night. Mm-hmm. And I know that one of the kind of like themes that we talked about was how intentional some of these were, but like, to be honest, all of these were so intentional and that's really important with any kind of self-care that you're engaging in is that it has to be intentional. Yes. Whatever it is that is nourishing to you, but you have to actively play the role in it. It can't just happen or else not self-care. Right. Right. Well, there's that like reflective piece too. It's it's not only did this self-care give me what I was needing, but like starting with what is it that I am needing? And and we, again, in our own self-care exploration, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, we had our self-care check-in at the end of the episode for many, 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 many months. And it's relatively recent that we moved it to the beginning because we also wanted to model that too, that we need to kind of check in with ourselves in order to figure out what it is we're needing and to kind of pivot um, if if that's what we need to. And so, yes, re- reflecting about y- your self-care needs, the impact of your self-care helps build in that intentionality for sure. Yeah, putting it at the beginning was really representative of how how to put it into your life like mm-hmm. don't go don't don't just go and do things without checking in with yourself mm-hmm. so like we're not going to just like dive into our episode anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not just going to dive into our episode anymore without getting a feel for where we're at yeah that felt like a nice mm-hmm. shift agreed so i guess in in this kind of final reflection for the year and in thinking about again these themes that came up are there things that you feel like what like some of these buckets that you are wanting to try to lean a little bit more into again you're in you're approaching a brand new season of life like is there anything that you have in mind with all of this data we've collected around self-care that you want to kind of take with you as a result of our like big reflection today i think the main one will be resetting um and like telling myself when I'll need to reset. Um, I was having a conversation with my husband recently as we're on this giant cusp of change. And I, I had said to him, like, well, I I had first asked him, like, you know, are there parts of our day-to-day life right now that you're really going to miss? And then when he turned and asked me about it, I was like, not really so much us, but like, parts of my regular day-to-day that I'm just so used to. Like I spend a lot of time alone and which used to be something that I didn't like to do and then evolved to liking over like the last 
three, four years and that's not going to be anymore. And he was like, wow, like I hadn't, I hadn't thought about how much time you do spend alone and how much that's not going to be your life anymore, at least for a really long time. Um, and certainly not in the same way. And so he said something like, you know, I, I want you to be able to tell me when you want that space and you want that time to yourself. Cause I know that it's important to you. And so kind of similar to what I said at the beginning of this episode around where my self-care kind of is right now with like recruiting other people, <laughs> like, I think I'm just going to have to figure out when I need to reset and then reach out and lean on people mm-hmm. so that I can still have that. Yeah. What a, what a meaningful question to ask one another, by the way, how, how very therapist of you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but I do I do think that reset is probably going to be really important and and again, I don't I don't know how what your expectations for yourself look like as a new mom. Um but I imagine like that that might come with some some resetting as well and and readjusting um because every day and every week will be different in a in a big meaningful way. How about for you? Like, what do you think you're going to take? Yeah, I I do. I maintain the the presence piece is, is probably a really big one. I think I do spend so much time in my head, like, and it's lately not been such a, like, kind or compassionate place to be. And that's really impacted my, I don't know, overall mood. And so I think if I allow myself to just, or if I, I don't want to say allow myself, create a practice around like being more present that will just help me lean into gratitude a little bit more. I I feel like those two things for me are going to be really important as I'm still on a health journey. Um, And I think, again, redefining movement and its meaning in my life also was a huge learning for me this year. And so I want to keep that going and, and also having like the, again, self-compassion piece there too, um, around like what, what movement, letting my body do what it, it needs to do. And whether that's rest or whether that's like exert a lot of energy. I think for me, those two things feel, feel important. I'm glad you're, you're looking at the, in this look back, you're seeing how similar some of these things are that you're still dealing with mm-hmm. and how there are certain things that you can implement that you haven't that that will like that will help with that and then also things that you know have helped in the past and you know can can help support you so just turning turning back to some of those things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right yeah so i guess I'll keep you posted. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Um, but I, well, one thing that I'm really going to miss again, cause we're, we're having a little break from recording is having a weekly kind of accountability around self-care. <laughs> so I think I'm also going to try to be again really intentional about coming back to myself each week, I guess for now until you're back <laughs> to, to think about what my self-care has been and what it could be. So you heard it. So I might have to have a confession the next time we meet that I didn't do that, but 
that's I'm I'm putting that out there as a goal for myself to kind of continue this practice that we've built together. It's really good. That's almost like what you know, like kind of like what we say to clients at the end, like if, if we're ending a, a a relationship with a client and like specifically like a couple, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, I just ended uh, with a couple who wanted to keep that same time every week together. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love how like that intentionality around mm-hmm. how can I, like, this has been really meaningful. This has been really helpful. What can I do going forward and just make it look a little different? Yeah. Yeah. So TBD. TBD. Well, I hope you all are gathering your own reflections and lessons as we are talking through ours and we encourage you to keep continuing to check in on your self-care as well. It's so important. Um, But just want to thank our listeners for being along with us on this journey, (laughs) this journey of this podcast or our self-care journeys. Thank you so much for listening, for rating, reviewing, subscribing, following us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Revive Center for Wellness, where you can watch full episodes of Wishing You Well, as well as our bonus weekly podcast, Reactivity TV, where we give therapist takes to all things trending TV and movies. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Revive CFW. You can follow Catherine at Catherine Van Eyck, me at Amy Albero LCSW. Check out our website, revivecfw.com, and send us emails to wishing you well at revivecfw.com. Until next time, we are wishing you well.